Welcome to Kino Society with Owen Shapiro. In today's episode, we have Denise Grayson, a multidisciplined actor, producer, and attorney. Founder of Denise Grayson Productions, her feature films in development include Walter Mosley's Killing Johnny Fry, a sexistential novel, and Rahiv Shah's Blood and the Rye. Her most recent producing effort is the 2021 Oscar submission, The Crossing, about Venezuela's escalating humanitarian crisis. Welcome to Kingdom Society, Denise. Thank you. Hi, Owen. So what's made you want to work in film? Oh, wow. I guess I always wanted to have a creative life. I've always loved the storytelling aspect of it. And uh, film is a, a very precious medium. So it's, uh, I've wanted to do other things too, but I've always had an interest in the story. Acting and producing are usually considered to be some of the less creative aspects of filmmaking, though. So why did you decide to go for those? Acting, I think, uh, well, acting is who I am at my core. And I may have done a few other things when I was probably your age and and later. But uh, when I was a kid, I acted. I loved it. I loved getting lost in in someone else's language, being able to make someone else think or feel something from being a part of that. I think the collaborative effort, I don't think I'd make, I, I, as a producer, I work on scripts as well, but I don't think I'd make a really good writer as a solo person. So, um, and I, I, I find everything to, as a creative producer, it gives you an opportunity to be creative as well. But um, I find acting to be freeing and complicated. Right. So what's a regular workday like for you? A workday. Well, as an actor, you hope to get a workday because there are a lot of us and not a lot of jobs, but uh, get up early, always get to the set on time. You could tell I was early for this too. You always want to be on time because there's so many other people who are waiting on you. As I, every department has a need from you, uh, knowing your lines really working on the lines and working on the material and knowing why you're saying what you're saying and who you're saying it to and being prepared. That's, that's what the day consists of. They're long days. Usually it depends on the type of film or show that you're working on. So depending upon the budget, I work on a lot of, I was fortunate enough to work on a big movie and big movies. And I've worked on some really small and beautiful financially smaller projects. And it's always different. But you have to be prepared and ready. Are there any clear differences between working on smaller productions and larger productions? Mm, the size of your trailer? <laughs> no, the work is the same. I think your preparation is the same. You've got to be ready as soon as the director says, go. You want to have that language come out of your mouth easily. You want to be able to get it on your first take, perhaps because the money isn't there, but you want to do the same thing when you're working on a, on a larger budgeted project as well, because the time is money, but you might have more opportunities to do it again and again and again. So you've also worked in theater productions, right? Yeah. I love- so how is, oh wait, what? I love the stage. I love theater live. So how is acting in the theater different from acting in film? I don't know if I will give you the answer everybody else would give you. I think it's the same. I think no matter what you do, you have to tell the truth. You've got to prepare the same way. Um, Maybe perhaps doing something in the theater, the sound of your voice, but with microphones and cameras and sound and equipment now, um, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. 
I'm going to give you two thoughts because whatever is big enough for the theater might be too big for the screen. You have to be aware that you're in this very, like I'm showing you now, very small box with, with the screen. So some of it is, is more internal, but the preparation is the same. So a lot of people often use the phrase theatrical acting to refer to more maybe dramatic performances. So what, what do you think about that? Do you think that the phrase holds true for it or maybe was true in the past? It may have been true before my time, you know, way before. I think that goes back to sound because it was bigger. And I think people in movies talk louder. If you, they spoke differently than we do. If you take a look at Brando and post-Brando, it's, it's a lot more natural, the style. I personally wouldn't want anything, my work to be theatrical. If I'm angry, I want to be angry and I want you to believe me and I want it to be real and truthful. So I, I veer away from that term. But I, I think um, the grandness of the theater, if that's what you're talking about, is a beautiful thing. And sound does have to reach, you do have to reach the last person in the back of the audience when we get back into the theater <laughs> after COVID. Um, but uh, theatrical is not a word that I personally would use because again, I, I think I've, I've said it before, truth and believability are what I want and hope my work to be realistic. That's So do you think that your experience as an actor helped you as a producer in any way? Um, I think everything that you do in life helps you to the next step. But as a producer, understanding the needs of actors, understanding material. So understanding the director's needs, everyone else's needs, the story. If you're watching it, if you're watching the film unfold as an actor, again, you can, I go back to that believability portion. So I can perhaps look and not, whether it's in the script or in a, I can kind of, in my own mind, spot it if I feel like there's a moment that's not truthful to the story. I also have a, a business background and that helps in producing as well. But I think for anyone, I I'm, don't know who your audience is, but I think for anyone listening, um, no matter what you do, helps you with the next thing that you do. You take it with you. So certainly being an actor helps as a producer. I think it would help as a, as a director. So actually a lot of people, I've heard many times that people say uh, a business degree helps you with pretty much everything. So how do you think that's, being familiar with business helps you as a producer? Uh, well, every, it's show business. It's my dad says this all the time. It's not show art, even though I'm an artist at heart, it's, it is a business. So you, your bottom line is, can you afford to do what you're doing? Can you make your day? Can you stick to your budget? Uh, there was a man by the name of uh, Roger Corman. Everybody talks about, I'd like to say I went to his school of producing, <laughs> I never worked for him. So many people I know worked for him, but he would say, can you produce it for this much? And then you'd come back and he'd say, well, can you produce it for this much? And always bring the budget lower and lower. So you want to be able to uh, certainly uh, keep your financial aspect intact and um, other things that you learn, uh, interactions with people, how to make a deal, things of that nature. So your first big movie experience was in The Social Network, which is a very, very famous movie. Um, how was that? It was great. It was a wonderful experience for any actor to be able to work with all of those people. And I, I also go back to what we were chatting about before. That's a perfect example of the difference between a large budgeted film and a small budgeted film. It felt very intimate working on that film. 
really wasn't in some ways very different than when I've worked on a Columbia thesis movie, but the experience was extraordinary. Right. So do you have any preferences for the productions you like to work with? I like to work with nice people. Um, and that's something as a producer to really find your group who you can work with and trust and have a, a language going back and forth. So uh, I like to work. That's really, it might be uh, not an apparent answer, but I like to work on everything. It doesn't, I like comedic, uh, dramatic, uh, historical, as an actor, anything and everything. And as a producer now, stories interest me. It's nice to be able to have people think about certain social issues, personal issues. You make somebody think and feel, I think we, we do our job. If you're able to help that along or bring light to a certain issue. So as a producer, how often do you run into creative conflicts with the other group? Well, in, in life, I'm not the most, I'm, I'm conflict averse. <laughs> so it helps me as a producer. I've been a mediator in the past too in, in, in business. You listen and you understand. I think you want to help your director find his, her vision and talk it out and be rational and reasonable. I don't believe there has to be conflict. If people are heard, you have to stick again. Time is always of the essence because time is money. So just looking at needs, anticipating things before they happen, trying to avoid obstacles or trying to avoid conflict in truth. I'm talking mostly about um, differences in vision, maybe between you and the director or the writer. Mm -hmm. I think it's the director's vision. I think it's the writer's vision. I'm working on a project now. You mentioned Rajiv Shah. We've got another project, Blood in the Rye, a feature. And uh, it's nice being together from the beginning. We talk about it, but I always tell him it's, it's his picture. I think it's how you approach it. If, if something is blaring, I, I haven't found it difficult to find resolution, but I, I think listening and understanding and communicating your perspective and your point of view in, in, a, certain, in a way in which the other person can hear, can hear it. But I haven't had that in, in my short experience. So, oh, I forgot to mention, how does being a lawyer enter your, your life as a filmmaker? It's helpful. <laughs> I, you know, oh, and I, I hid it for a long time. When I left New York and, and went to Los Angeles to really try to really try to pursue this career, I didn't want people to look at me as a lawyer. I hit it. And then who thought my best opportunity would be playing a lawyer in a film? But it helps immensely. It helps being comfortable saying who you are. As I mentioned previously, whatever you've done up until this point is helpful. It certainly helps me as a business person to look. There's a lot that I can do as a producer where we don't have to pay another lawyer you, you think it, it, you're trained and, and so many other people are too. People have never, um, you don't need a law degree to think a certain way, but it does teach you a certain type of reasoning. And, you know, uh, I worked with contracts for many years as a lawyer, so that helps. So now a few more questions about you in particular. Do you have any favorite movies or directors? Well, I have to say David Fincher has always been a favorite director and how lucky that I got to work with him. I love Rajiv Shah. He's a new director who I, I love. Um, and I think he's a beautiful filmmaker. Gosh, 
I, I don't have favorites. Every movies, I could say Casablanca, but I could also say there's a movie called City Island about 10 years ago, an independent, smaller film with uh, Juliana Margulies and Andy Garcia. That's a favorite movie of mine. My favorites run the gamut. I don't, I'm not a, a believer in astrology, but if I went to my astrological chart, I would probably say I can't make a decision on what's my favorite. So any favorite actors? How about that? Oh, gosh. Um, it's so hard. Everybody is so good and so talented. I love uh, female actors. I love Kate Winslet's work. I love Tony Collette's work this year. Oh, gosh. Carrie Mulligan, promising young woman, breathtaking work. There's, there's so many, so many. So what would you say to someone who wants to enter the world of cinema or maybe business or theater? Try everything. Never think you can't do anything. Always try to do your best. Don't ever think you have to do more than your best because your best is enough. And if you're lucky enough, go with what your passion is. If you're able to do love, you're lucky if you're able to do what you love, what brings you joy. So can you tell us a little bit more about your current project? Sure. There's the short documentary that I'm a producer on, The Crossing, and that's at film festivals. And it's about the Venezuelan humanitarian crisis. It's my first foray into documentaries. Uh, a short, Carrie Tiger to Mountain, is also going to some festivals. And that's about caregiving. It's a, a father and daughter trying to resolve their relationship. Feet, some of the features that I'm in development trying to uh, bring to fruition were Carried, uh, Blood in the Rye with Rajiv Shah, which takes place in the 80s in Alabama. It's a feature, it's a legal drama thriller. He's got a beautiful voice. Uh, there are so African-American lawyer in the 80s and she takes on a death phase case. It's a legal, legal case. Walter Mosley's, we've developed a screenplay based on one of his novels, Killing Johnny Fry. So last but not least, how can my listeners find and connect with you? They can always reach out to me on privately on Instagram. Denise Great. I think you've got those handles there. I don't know if you write them down. Uh, my email address, people always reach out on emails or you can just go to denisegrayson.com and send me a note. With pleasure. I love to encourage, as we were speaking about earlier, I just like to encourage everyone. I never thought I'd be here talking to you. I'm so impressed by what you do. You don't know where you'll end up. I've done a couple of different things thus far and I hope to do even more. So just keep going. Well, thank you so much for being with us here. And that's all for today. Don't forget you can subscribe to Kino Society on iTunes and Spotify. Mm-hmm.